Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Screen the Screener listeners out there. Thank you so much again for tuning in the Screen the Screener Podcast. We're always thankful, very humbled, absolutely excited to talk a little bit of college hoops with you for the upcoming 2017-2018 season. Earlier this summer, we took you on a little summer road trip. We took you on the Hamiltonian path. We discussed the coelacanth. We even discussed what might you find if you're looking for the next South Carolina, a seventh seed, under the radar to make a Final Four run. Well, today we'll take you on another little escapade, another little voyage, another little gallop around college hoops. Today we're just going to talk about what the next surprise might be. When we talk surprises, I want you to think 2014, where the Dayton Flyers made that Elite Eight run beating Syracuse along the way. Also, I'd like you to think about 2011 when the play-in darling VCU made their Final Four run with Jamie Skeen and Rodriguez playing the point. Also, don't forget about 2006, George Mason. Coach Laranega had his CAA representatives make a Final Four as an 11 seed. Unbelievable. Then, of course, cannot forget the biggest surprise of all, Butler's back-to-back title game runs 2010 to 2011. I mean, those are the type of surprises that we're looking for. So what we thought we would do today in this particular podcast is take you guys on a tour around the country and maybe open your eyes to who just might be that next surprise team. That surprise team that makes a a shocking Elite Eight run like the Dayton Flyers. An absolutely mind-blowing Final Four run from the playing game like VCU. An unprecedented Final Four uh, appearance, much like George Mason, or maybe even something unthinkable at that time. Coach Butler, I mean, with Coach Stevens heading Butler to back-to-back championship games. So the thing that we're going to pay attention to here, we've got four categories Each one of these teams is going to check the box in each one of these four categories. If you are going to make this type of Final Four run, you need one college stud. If you think about on the Butler team, of course, you had Hayward as being the college stud. You also need one program lifer with tons of experience and tons of minutes. Junior or senior that's played from day one as a freshman has been through the wars and the conferences and the conference tournaments and maybe even the NCAA tournament the previous year. Usually this is going to be a trusted point guard. Third thing you need to look for is a coach. A coach that could seamlessly slide into an NBA team or a bigger college program that would make sense 
if he made that transition, much like each one of the other coaches. If you think of Coach Miller at Dayton, he's now at uh, Indiana. You think of uh, Coach Smart from VCU, he's over at Texas. You think of Coach Larinaga from uh, George Mason, he is now down in Miami. And if you think of Coach Stevens from Butler, he's running Boston Celtics. So each one of those coaches you could see easily slide into another job somewhere with a little bigger uh, ex- exposure and a little bigger uh, audience. And the fourth thing you need is a vibe of the program. Or maybe the vibe of the conference or maybe the vibe of that team, that particular group of student athletes. There has to be some sort of unique vibe that's going on with that particular group of coaches and student athletes. So you're looking for your college stud, your program lifer, your coach that would slide seamlessly into another situation, and the vibe. So let's start our tour, shall we? So I thought if we're going to go, these are all going to be smaller to mid-major schools that we're looking at. Uh, there are going to be some names that you think are familiar, some that are unfamiliar, but we're going to try to familiarize you with all of them. That way, when you fill out your bracket in March, you can be, you can reflect back upon, like, remember back in August when Screen the Screener said this team could make a run if they got there, and here are the reasons why? And you go through and like, oh yeah, that guy's playing like a college stud this year. Oh yeah, they have a guy that's been around forever. Oh, and that coach, I bet that coach is going to move on to a bigger job somewhere else or maybe up to bigger things or maybe even the NBA. And man, does that team have some sort of identity or vibe? I'll tell you what. So I think the Catamounts are a good candidate for the next surprise team. So if you're going to take a look at Category 1, College Stud, they definitely have that in Anthony Lamb. 6-6 forward was the American East Tournament MVP or Most Outstanding Player in 2017. He just got better and better and better as the year went on, and he averaged 20 points a game in the conference tournament. Obviously, he was Rookie of the Year in the conference as well, Uh, and he put up uh, uh, big numbers in their NCAA game last year. He averaged uh, about 12 points, about five and a half boards, and over a block a game. I bet this year he fills up the stat sheet even further. Looking for your program lifer? Yeah, it's going to be Trey Bellhaines. That's the point guard. Averaging 11 points, about a four assists. He was uh, the American East Player of the Year in 2017. He was uh, all uh, honorable mention All-American by the Associated Press. Uh, he had 15-7 and seven versus Purdue. The senior is your program lifer and can be trusted with the ball in a big spot. Uh... Coach that could slide in seamlessly to another program or maybe uh, NBA. Definitely Coach Becker. Guy's well-spoken. Really big success last year. Remember, they went 16-0 in the conference last year. That is unprecedented. That is ridiculous. And if we go for, like, uh, you know, maybe the guy that uh, the feel-good story, he likes big games. I think it's Peyton Henson, 6'8", senior. It's about 11-ish points a game. He put up 21 versus Providence. He put in... Um, he put in 17 in the tournament final when Lamb had an off game uh, for them to get the automatic bid. So I think Peyton Henson is another per, uh, another person to pay attention for. He could fall underneath the uh, lifer uh, 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 tag as well if you're going to pay attention to our qualifications. 
And you know what? The vibe of that program is they just had like this undefeated, nobody can touch us. We deserve this. We've earned this. You can't, even with your best game, we're still going to find a way to beat you. And like we said, Lamb and that uh, American East final game had a little bit of an off game. And even with their best player having an off game, they found a way to win. So Vermont has that. We're going to find a way to beat you even if we don't have all of our cards uh, aces that particular day. So Vermont, first team to keep an eye on as your next big surprise. Uh, how about team two? We'll go to Middle Tennessee, right? If you're going to talk teams that are going to be a next surprise, I mean, they've had success. They won, they won games in the last two tournaments. Uh, college stud. Of course, we've got to go to Giddy Potts. He is a borderline legend there. Uh, two years ago, he shot at over 50% from three. As a sophomore, he averaged 15 points, about five boards. Uh, last year, he was a little bit off and only shot at 38% from three. Uh, he put up 30 points in the Conference USA Championship game versus Marshall. So you know he's not afraid of the big, uh, the big bright lights. Uh, Tyreek Dixon, he's a sophomore, point guard. He started 34 out of 36 games as a true freshman. And in Conference USA play, he averaged 8 points, 4 assists, 4.5 boards, shot at over 50% from the field, and he shot at over 50% from 3. That dude, even though he's only a sophomore, he could qualify as your lifer. He played a ton of minutes as a fresh, true freshman and got his feet wet in a very tough conference. Um, keep an eye on uh, well-traveled Nick Young. 6'7", swing, could play about 20 minutes if healthy. Um, I think he might make an impact uh, if if healthy. And I think you also have to pay attention to 6'10", forward Brandon Walters. He's like 250 pounds. You know, we mentioned like the coelacanths from uh, prior podcasts of uh, the big men that can have an impact. Um, and in his two games in the NCAA tournament, dude had an impact. He averaged uh, over 10 points and over five boards in the NCAA tournament last year for Middle Tennessee. Pretty solid. So I think if you're going to pay attention to our, our four categories here for Middle Tennessee. Oh, and don't forget about the third guard. I almost forgot about Antoine Johnson. Uh, he had 19 and 6 versus Butler in the NCAAs uh, last year. And uh, when they lost to Butler, Butler played really well. But uh, Johnson really showed out and played uh, really well in that particular tournament. So I think they have a nice three-guard alignment with Potts, uh, Dixon, Johnson. You can throw Walters in in the middle. Uh, that, that sounds like a decent lineup to me that can sur surprise anybody at any time. So if you're going to go stud, of course, we got Giddy Potts. Uh, your one lifer, even though Dixon's only a soft, we'll give it to him. Coach, coach, of course, Coach Kermit Davis. Who wouldn't want him in their program? I'm sure he's got tons of offers uh, in the past couple of years after his NCAA success. And the vibe of that program, man, don't you just love that vibe? After pulling that ups against Michigan State, they are afraid of nobody, absolutely nobody. That year, Michigan State uh, was the two seed, and they were picked by many to go to the Final Four, maybe even win the whole thing with Denzel Valentine, you know, co-player of the year with Buddy Heald. So they have this, we're afraid of nobody anywhere, anytime. We can beat anybody anywhere, anytime vibe. Got to love that vibe for that team. Another familiar team, familiar face, I guess, familiar identity uh, that had past NCAA success but with a different coach is uh, Florida Gulf Coast. I think if you're going to pay attention to a team 
that's had past success, much like Middle Tennessee had uh, the last couple of years. Um, and if you go back to um, when Coach Enfield was there, uh, he had that thing up and running upside Georgetown, made the Sweet 16. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast definitely has a stud. Brandon Goodwin, total stud. Senior 6'2 guard, 18 points a game, over four boards, over four dimes. He broke all sorts of Florida Gulf scoring records, season-season record. He had 28 versus Florida State. He had a game-winning three. Three game-winning shots in 2017. If you're going to go stud, he is the stud of studs. Bet he's in the running for player of the year in the conference. You know what? They have a great lifer. 6'5", Christian Terrell. The guard uh, averaged... uh, 11 points a game, three boards, two and a half assists, shot at 35 from three. He is definitely a lifer. He's been there for a while, been through the system, knows how things work. Uh, Simmons is a 6'9", former VCU transfer. He is that needed banger. I bet he notches up a few double-doubles this year for Florida Gulf Coast. And uh, surprise, I think the second semester is going to bring them Michael Gilmore. Keep an eye on this. 610 forward will be eligible hopefully second semester so he might be a nice like influx of talent and size that they might be missing during the uh, early part in the season and they have tons of big they got Ricky Doyle who's a, a former Michigan player uh, transfer um, and they have uh, Brady Ertz who's also from uh, Iowa State so they have multiple bigs that they can run in and out but I'm telling you Michael Gilmore might be that difference maker uh, down low uh, for them that second part of the season. So keep an eye on him when he becomes eligible, see if he can uh, infiltrate himself into the program and into the rotation. Um, so stud, obviously. Florida Gulf Coast has good one. He is a major league stud. Program lifer? Yeah, Terrell is definitely a lifer. He's definitely trusted with the ball, been through the battles. He knows what to do. Coach? Coach Dooley? Coach Dooley has this thing up and run again. Sometimes when a, when a coach leaves, like uh, Coach Enfelt left, uh, program falls flat on its face and has trouble finding its identity again. Dooley has done the impossible at the low mid-major level and, and brought this team back to relevance again and makes it important again. <clears throat> and, of course, the vibe of the program, they know to get up and down, and they love to shoot the ball. They will score with anybody, and now it seems like they have some size inside. So it's just not going to be them shooting threes. They are going to be able to clog up the middle with some of that size inside. So the vibe of that program with past NCAA success, I would be very scared of Florida Gulf Coast personally. Fourth big surprise team is one of my favorite teams coming in to this season to keep an eye on. I just love Oakland. I think the Grizz are going to do big things this year. They kind of got tripped up in their conference tournament last year and thus didn't have the opportunity to go ahead and get into the NCAA tournament, even with a stellar record last year. But they definitely have a stud or maybe two studs. Jalen Hayes is a 6'7 senior. He averaged 16 points a game, eight boards a game. He's a total stud. And Martez Walker I think he's going to be in running for yeah, – I felt like he was in the running for Conference Player of the Year last year. He averaged almost 18 points a game and four boards a game. And then let's not forget, they might have a real big-time player here in Kendrick Nunn. Mike and I have talked about numerous times on the podcast when a high major player goes ahead and, and transfers down. Uh, Nunn is a former uh, Illinois player. Um, he – 
just might be that type of player that totally explodes at the mid-major level. And if they can have those three guys leading the charge, man, that's impressive. Um, don't forget about Dorsey Walker. He's a 6'4", uh, former Iowa State transfer. He averaged 13 points a game and over five boards and almost four assists a game. So he's going to be a player as well. they got Stevie Clark, the former Oklahoma State point guard, uh, who makes 86% of his free throws. So you're going to have him in late-game situations to help take care of the ball. The question mark here for me is uh, Isaiah Brock. Now, we made a big deal and, and did a whole podcast uh, on Isaiah Brock uh, coming into the season last year. We championed him about how being a former Army veteran and how Coach Camp offered him a scholarship and an opportunity to come play college ball. Uh, Brock did a great job last year for the Grizz, seven points. He had over 70 blocks, um, uh, about seven boards a game as well. He left the team this year to focus on his academics. Kudos, Isaiah Brock. He definitely has his priorities in order. Here's what I'm crossing my fingers on. I'm crossing my fingers that second semester... He feels confident with his academics. He feels confident with where he is with his studies and comes back and plays the second semester. Wouldn't that be a great story? That he would be that big inside that Oakland would need. And I'm kind of crossing my fingers and hoping that that happens. Love to see him back on the court this year. He had a huge impact for them. He did have foul issues because he played so hard all the time. But you'd love to see Brock back in uniform and be a successful student athlete once he has his focus on academics in place. So, Oakland, let's go down the categories. Stud, and they might have two, maybe three studs. So I think they're all set there. Uh, program lifer, I mean, those studs, Hayes, uh, Walker, and, and Nunn. Oh, my goodness, forget about it. Um, program lifer, it's tough at a place like Oakland. When Oakland brings in a whole bunch of these transfers, they might not have lifers per se in the program, but they do have basketball lifers. So I'm going to give the lifer to Walker, Dor Dorser Walk, uh, Dorser Walker, Dorsey Walker. Um, I think he's going to be that guy that they can rely on. Coach who can slide sleamlessly into another situation. Yeah, who can see Coach Camp doing something else big time somewhere else? It doesn't even have to be in basketball. And the story of how he had his life-threatening uh, situation uh, during the offseason, very scary. We're hoping that Coach Camp finds health happiness and is back on the sidelines doing his thing the way he likes to do it which is really unique you got to check out his cool christmas sweaters oh my goodness they're fantastic and the vibe of that program they just have players and don't they always have players remember the k felder they had benson who made the nba a couple years back that the, the, that vibe of that program is they have players and can kind of ball with anybody i don't think these guys are going to be really intimidated if they come in as like an 11 seed i don't think that they're going to be scared at all Maybe they're a 10 seed. Maybe they're, maybe they're lower. I don't think they're going to be scared of anybody because I feel like the players that they have have played at big-time programs. You know, Nunn and uh, Walker, of course, um, Stevie Clark. So I feel like these guys feel like they're a group of players that are going to take advantage of their second chance. So the vibe of this program, second chance, make the most of it for sure. Oakland, keep an eye out for those guys. Love Oakland this year. Really big fan. Another team that might be under the radar a little bit, they've had some past NCAA success. How about Belmont, right? How about Belmont? Coach Bird always runs an efficient offense there. Um, he makes you think. He makes you think big things. He makes you think, why is he running things this way? Why is he allowing so much freedom? Why is he allowing these guys to shoot so many threes? 
I, I really like what Coach Bird does. You can see him sliding in seamlessly to another situation, but you feel like he's entrenched there at Belmont a little bit. But he is one of the finest coaches in the country, for sure, no doubt. Uh, if we're going to go stud here, I think we have to go Akizi right off the bat, 6'8 senior, 11 points a game. He plays the 4 and the 5. Uh, he shoots at about 38% from 3. Again, he lets everybody shoot the 3 that can shoot it. Um, 6'7 Dylan Winder. Uh, almost 10 points a game. He was 40% from three as well. And he's a lefty, crafty lefty. The lifer, of course, is Austin Luke. 6'3", senior, was second in the nation in assists last year to Alonzo Ball. He averaged over seven assists a game. Uh, DeAndre Bradshaw, 6'7", point forward. He's a perfect fit for Coach Bird. The Frosh is going to find the uh, playing floor I think quicker than you might think. And Mac Mercer is a red shirt from last year, and he's 6'9 and can shoot it. So he's going to play some at the five, but he's going to have, Coach Bird is going to have five players on the floor when he has his A lineup out there of everybody that can shoot the three. Exactly what he wants at all times. So does it hurt that uh, uh, Brad isn't there to toss into the low post and get some efficient touches and get some easy scores? Yeah, of course. They'd love to have him back. He had a great career, unbelievable season last year. So if we go college stud, yeah, I think Akizi could be that stud for sure. The lifer, of course, is Luke. Uh, coach, of course Coach Bird can do anything, anywhere. I can totally see him sliding into an NBA front office for all uh, for all intents and purposes. And the vibe of that program, man, they are just going to shoot it and fling it. So if they get hot, they can totally beat somebody in the first round, maybe even second round, and maybe even go further and make like a Dayton run, like to the Elite Eight. So I think Belmont is a team worth keeping your eye on. Of course, they're going to have to rely on the automatic bid in their conference, most likely. But who knows? Maybe they get a couple of wins early on in the season to bolster their resume. Now, the seventh team, uh, this this next team I, I went back and forth on, um, I, I was like, maybe do I talk about Grand Canyon? But I, I settled on New Mexico State. Um, I, I really like what New Mexico State has coming back. I think they're going to be a factor. Um you hate, much like uh, Belmont losing Brad's, uh, you know, New Mexico loses uh, Ian Baker. He was kind of their uh, do-everything, do uh, almost 17 points a game and four boards, four assists. He was awesome. But when you can bring back the guys that you're bringing back, I think New Mexico State is going to be in decent shape. you got Braxton Huggins. He shot over 200 threes, and rightfully so because he shot at 42%. If we're going to bring up best shooters in the nation, I think – I think he Huggins has to be in the conversation. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be. With He's got to be in your top five if you're making a list of best shooters in the nation. Uh, Sidney Dier, uh, he's from France. He averaged 12 points a game. 6'2", I think he's going to get a little bit of an expanded role this year. I bet you see him handle the ball a little bit more. Uh, Eli Chua is 6'7", but he's like the big man down low. He does like everything. I'm going to call him their stud. He shot at 60% from the uh, field, 70% from the line. I bet he even starts shooting some threes this year. He averaged over 12 points and nine boards. You know what? Do everything Jamero Jones can play and guard multiple positions. He's like the leather man of the Aggies. I bet that he does a little bit of everything for them and finds some spots on the floor at all four positions, the one, the two, the three, and the four. They do have some bigs. 
And Jonathan Wilkins, 6'10", he's going to be he's going to play a ton. And we mentioned on our Coelacanth, uh podcast, Tanvir Bular, six I'm sorry, seven two center is back. So they have some bigs down low. Now they're going to be really tough because they have Chris Jan coming in from Wichita State, former assistant coach there. So you know that they're going to have this toughness about them. Uh, much like the Shockers do every single time they take the court. And they're going to have big opportunities. they got a big game against Davidson, uh, Friday, December 22nd, in the Diamond Head Classic. And also, let's keep an eye on uh, freshman redshirt Johnny McCants. I think that guy might actually be a big-time player for them on the wing, make some shots in the second half of the season once he gets acclimated a bit. So if we're going to go through our categories here, the stud, I'm going to say uh, Chua is the stud. The six-seven power forward, do-everything guy. He is definitely the player that they can rely on. If we're going to go lifer, I think Huggins is a lifer. Um, he's been there forever. Uh, the seniors coming back. Uh, he can shoot the ball from pretty much anywhere. He is open, so I like him. Uh, Chris, Chris Jan, I bet this is just a you know a stop on. Uh, I bet he finds a ton of success at this stop and maybe even goes to someplace bigger. Uh, the vibe of that program, I bet Jan, uh, Coach Jan, uh, adopts some of the. Um, winning qualities that the Shockers have when they made their Final Four run uh, and had their undefeated season coming into the tournament. Um, so I'm assuming that he will go ahead and indoctrinate like a whole bunch of uh, Shocker ways and uh, maybe even play angry in some sort of New Mexico State way. So I think New Mexico State, got to keep an eye on those guys. Um, I think Grand Canyon is going to be a factor in that conference as well, but uh, swayed one way or the other, I think New Mexico... Now, the next team I think we've talked about a little bit before, but they're worth talking about one more time. Got to bring up Nevada, right? They have a ton of transfers coming in. Um, They do have a stud. Jordan Caroline is a for real stud. That guy can ball with anybody in the country. Put up sick numbers last year. He's going to put up as amazing numbers uh, this year, if not better. And if, uh, you know, we're going to give Jordan Caroline, like, one calling card, he put up 45 points in that epic New Mexico game, five overtimes. And uh, we said before that he led the uh, conference in offensive boards. So the guy's not afraid to dirty his nose a little bit on the inside. Now, Lifer, huh, might be Lindsey Drew. Lindsey Drew does a little bit of everything. Uh, he's been around. He's very similar to USC's DeAnthony, uh, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, Drew can shoot it a little bit. You gotta love the senior point guard. You know that he's gonna do it, make all the right decisions. You know that he's gonna, uh, be trusted with the ball in his hands. So I think you got your stud in your life for taking care of right there with Caroline and Drew, no doubt. Um, as far as coach, we know that coach, uh, has had success in the NBA. Uh, and he's turned around this program in no time flat. And he's also been like, I don't know, like Iowa State uh, West with all the transfers he's bringing in and all the success. And a couple of those transfers we need to mention, of course, uh, the Martin Twins. Both of them are going to play big, Caleb and Cody. Um, and I bet they play Caleb, Martin, Cody Martin, and Caroline all together at the same time. That would be, there's like three playmakers on the floor at one time there. That's a little crazy. Um, and a guy to keep an eye on here is Elijah Foster. If they can get Elijah Foster back after his legal troubles and get him uh, integrated, uh, uh, you know, accepted in the locker room, so on and so on, uh, 
get him back into building positive team chemistry, which I'm sure the guys would welcome him back with a hug and a fist bump, no doubt. But he's the key. If he can play big, he's like 6'8-ish, 240-ish. They can have him down low to get a couple paint touches to open up all the shooting for everybody else. Man, this team is serious. As much as I like Oakland, Nevada is definitely another team to keep an eye on. Dang, they are loaded, and they are doing great work out there. I think that they're the favorite in the conference. And even if they don't win the conference tournament, I think they are one of those teams that could get one of those at-large bids, especially with uh, the home-and-home series that they just officially announced with Rhode Island. That will help both of those programs immensely for sure. Uh, last team to look out for as far as the next surprise. How about UT Arlington? UT Arlington had some success last year. They beat uh, St. Mary's in St. Mary's. Pretty successful. Uh, they beat Texas, uh, I believe, when Texas was ranked early in the season. So they do have some past success. Um, they bring back Eric Neal. Eric Neal is definitely a lifer. He's a senior point guard, 39% from three, almost 13 points a game, about uh, four boards, about six dimes. Little guard does just about everything you want a senior point guard to do. Man, love that guy. Love watching him play. Uh, so he is your lifer at UT Arlington. And how about uh, Kevin Harvey? 6'9", stud. 18 points a game, almost 10 boards a game. Two threes made per game. The guy does everything. He boards for you. He can stretch the defense. He's going to score in multiple ways. He's got a little bit of a mid-range game. He's, I think he's an NBA player. I, I, if he doesn't get drafted in the, in the late first round or, or second round, he will definitely get an invite, maybe one of those two-way contracts like Jake Wiley. But I think he is a definite NBA player, so I think there's your stud. Uh, Scott Cross, the coach at UT, uh, UT Arlington, has been changing – He's put that team on, he's put that program on the map. Like with those two big wins last year, last season, St. Mary's and Texas, like they're now a factor. Like you need to watch out if they're on your schedule. If you run into them in one of those early season tournaments, like you are scouting like crazy to figure out how to beat this team and scouting like crazy like how did this team beat St. Mary's and how did this team beat Texas? Well, it starts with the point guard and the stud for sure. Uh, a couple other guys that, to pay attention to, uh, Nate Hawkins, uh, former Nebraska transfer, 6'5 guard. Uh, Jalen Jones, Juco guard, averaged about 12 points a game. And um, got Kalen Wilson, another senior guard, about averaged about 10 points a game. So you love having that senior leadership in the backcourt. You love having them complement your stud and Harvey. And don't forget, you got Billaboa. The 6'9 senior who does all the dirty work, he averages like uh, seven points a game and seven boards a game. But you know he's going to be a space heater. You know he's going to do some of the dirty work down low so Herbie doesn't have to do all that uh, banging and grinding down low. So they do have all the pieces. So stud, definitely Herbie. Love him as a player. Definite NBA player waiting to happen. Uh, lifer has to be Eric Neal. That point guard's been there forever, and he did it right last year. He uh, is one of those undersized point guards that just does everything right in the college game. Uh, coach, yeah, I think Scott Cross is on the way to doing something big here. Uh, maybe he establishes himself at UT Arlington and they become like another like mid-major darling. Or maybe he's just getting ready for another job somewhere else. And the vibe, I, I think they strike fear in people. 
especially after those wins, I, I, I think people will be nervous with them on their schedule, uh, whether it be out of conference or in one of those uh, early season tournaments. So I think the vibe is, yeah, there people are fearful and wary of playing UT Arlington. All right, so there's there's your rundown. Those are your eight teams to be aware of for your next surprise. Could be a Elite Eight run like Dayton, 2014, maybe a, a, a play-in Final Four run like VCU in, in 2011, uh, George Mason, 2006, or Butler's back-to-back championship game runs. Um, just to give you a little rundown, we talked about Vermont. We talked about Middle Tennessee, Florida Gulf Coast. Talked about Oakland. Love what Coach Camp's doing. Belmont, New Mexico State, Nevada, and UT Arlington. So we're giving some of the uh, smaller schools a little love on this podcast. Hope everybody appreciates the love out there. And uh, if you like what you're listening to and you're a fan of those teams, please spread the word of the Screen the Screener podcast to those uh, fans of those programs so they can get uh, juiced up for the season just like you guys are. Uh, If you like what you're listening to, please give us a cool review on iTunes. Any positive reviews that we receive on iTunes, we will read out aloud on the podcast. We are trying to get as many positive reviews as we can before the official start of the college basketball season. So please uh, take a take a moment and do that. That'd be very kind, very generous. Uh, Mike and I would be very humbled. Um, if you'd like to hit up Mike on Twitter, the guy is all over the place and all over it. It is FTS Warrior Mike. On Twitter, he is a fabulous follow. If you do not follow him, please give him a follow. If you want to follow the podcast, please do. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you at SVS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, please give us a follow. It'd be really kind. And we just wanted to finish up with a couple of ahoys out there. Ahoy out there at the FF Chief. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks for listening in. Totally appreciate it. And we want to say ahoy out there at Josh. Malik, great photos. Keep them coming. Love them. Love the visuals. Uh, if you'd like to email the show as well, hit us up on Gmail, sdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening to the Screen the Screener podcast. Mike and I are always humbled. Uh, we're amazed. Uh, we're honored that you guys carve out some time in your week for us. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, catch up with you guys soon. And the college basketball season is getting closer, and who knows, maybe one of those eight teams we just mentioned will be the next big surprise in March. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.